and good morning friends. Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful morning. My name is Pastor Gerald and you are listening to Grace Waves brought to you by Greater Grace Church of South Africa. Well friends, this morning I would love to share with us a beautiful clip by John Piper on the glory of God on the cross. So I'm not going to say much about this, just listen very carefully as he explains exactly what the reason for the cross and what happened at the cross and why there had to be a cross. So here is the message by John Piper on the glory of God in the cross. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. One more text, namely Romans 3. 23 to 26. The reason I choose this is because between the beginning and the ending, there's a center of history, and it's the cross. It's Christ crucified in the place of sinners and rising triumphantly over the devil and hell and sin and death. So let me read Romans 3, 23 to 26. And you be listening. Is God self-exalting in his giving Christ for me? The provocative way I, I like to ask this is, did Jesus die for us or for God? You answer. This is verse 23 of Romans 3. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift it's a gift set right declared righteous as a gift you don't you don't make this happen you don't buy this you don't earn this being right with God justified is a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So Jesus did something so that I could be declared right with God when I'm not right. This is the best news in the world for sinners, right? Verse 25. Whom, referring to Christ, God put forward as a propitiation. That means a sacrifice that removes wrath so the wrath of God is absorbed by Christ when he dies in our place so propitiation is the removal of the wrath of God off of us though we deserve it whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood so his death to be received by faith. That's how you receive a gift. Faith is a receiving. It's not a doing. This was to show God's righteousness. Oh, really? Really? This putting Christ forward is to show God's righteousness. Because in his divine forbearance, patience, he has passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time. 
so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. I don't think there's a more important paragraph in the Bible than that right there. I mean, there may be some competing. That's just about as close to the center as you can get. Take it apart for just a few minutes with me. God put Christ forward as a propitiation by his blood. Romans 8.3, what, what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did. Sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Whose sin? Tell me. Mine. Whose flesh? Christ's. You got it. That's an amazing statement. Condemnation happened at the cross. Whose? Mine. In whose flesh? Not mine. This is propitiation. Propitiation is the drawing away of condemnation from me. How can this be? How can it go there? It belongs here. Or Galatians 3.13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Whose curse? God's curse. He's the one that backs up the law. The law is his word. If there's a curse in the law on me, it's coming from God. And Jesus becomes my curse. So all that to say yes to propitiation. Don't translate it some other way. Don't use expiation, which simply means removal of guilt. Don't translate it merely living sacrifice or sacrificial offering. It's the removal of God Almighty's just, holy condemnation and wrath, which belongs to me. Because I have what? Why did he need to do this? Verse 25. Now let me not go there yet. Why did he need to do it that way? Why did Christ need to die in order to placate God's wrath? Verse 25 in the middle. This was to show God's righteousness. So Christ died, God put him forward to die, this was to show God's righteousness. Why did he need to show his righteousness? That's a pretty high price for a demonstration of righteousness. Why did he need to show his righteousness? End of verse 25. Because in his divine forbearance, he passed over former sins. Well, why does passing over sin make it necessary to demonstrate righteousness? Now... We're ready to see verse 23 in the nature of sin. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I don't know if you've ever felt 
like I want you to feel the connection between sin and the glory of God. All have sin and fall short. What is fall short is a, an old-fashioned translation. The, 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 the literal meaning is they lack. They're without. In what way without? In chapter 1 of Romans, verse 23, it says, We have exchanged the glory of God for the glory of created things. So we had it. It was our treasure when, when Adam and Eve were created. It was our treasure. We loved God. We cherished God. We esteemed God. We respected God. We were in awe of God and worshipped God and praised God and glorified God. And then we traded God. And you've all done it. You do it every day. And we embrace other values, other treasures, other desires that are so much more strong in our hearts than God is. We've traded him and so we lack God's glory. It's not our treasure. We've just thrown it away. And sin is anything you do in that process. Anything that reflects that God is not your treasure is sin. So all have sinned and lack, throw away, exchange, demean, belittle, trample the infinite value of the glory of God. Now, why does that call the righteousness of God into question when he passes over such sin. Because when God, as he does for all of his people, passes over, does not condemn sinners who have trampled his glory and demean his glory every single day of our lives. It looks as though he thinks that's no big deal. To trample the glory of God is no big deal. Be like a judge sitting at a bench who's got a murder and a rapist in front of him. He says, we'll just let it go. We'll just pass over the murder and the rape this time. We'll just pass over it. And everybody in the courtroom would say, no way. You can't do that and sit on that bench and be a just judge and say, you're just going to pass over this thing. And so God knows that he would be unrighteous. He would be wrong, unjust. If he treated his glory as though it were so worthless as to just pass over the trampling of his glory in his people. And so he doesn't just pass over it. He sends his son into the world to demonstrate his righteousness. You see? What happened at the cross was the loudest statement imaginable 
If you understand Romans 3, 23 to 26, the loudest statement from heaven imaginable, I love my glory. And in that very moment of upholding his glory, God made it possible to save sinners. Just and the justifier of him who has faith in Jesus.